This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. We live in a world of options where we might do this or that if we feel like it. But for followers of Jesus, certain things are not optional, but necessary. Keep listening to find out more about Necessary Christianity by Claude Alexander and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm, chapter 89. A well-written song by Ethan, the Ezraite. I will sing continually about the Lord's faithful deeds. To future generations I will proclaim your faithfulness. For I say, loyal love is permanently established. In the skies you set up your faithfulness. The Lord said, I made a covenant with my chosen one. I have made a promise on oath to David, my servant. I will give you an eternal dynasty and establish your throne throughout future generations. Selah. O Lord, the heavens praise your amazing deeds as well as your faithfulness in the angelic assembly. For who in the skies can compare to the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings, a God who was honored in the great angelic assembly and more awesome than all who surround him? O Lord, God of heaven's armies, who is strong like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule over the proud sea. When its waves surge, you calm them. You crushed the proud one and killed it. With your strong arm, you scattered your enemies. The heavens belong to you, as does the earth. You made the world and all it contains. You created the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon rejoice in your name. Your arm is powerful. Your hand strong. Your right hand victorious. Equity and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loyal love and faithfulness characterize your rule. How blessed are the people who worship you. O Lord, they experience your favor. They rejoice in your name all day long and are vindicated by your justice, for you give them splendor and strength. By your favor we are victorious, for our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Then you spoke through a vision to your faithful followers and said, I have placed a young hero over a warrior. I have raised up a young man from the people. I have discovered David my servant. With my holy oil I have anointed him as king. 
My hand will support him and my arm will strengthen him. No enemy will be able to exact tribute from him. A violent oppressor will not be able to humiliate him. I will crush his enemies before him. I will strike down those who hate him. He will experience my faithfulness and loyal love. And by my name, he will win victories. I will place his hand over the sea, his right hand over the rivers. He will call out to me, you are my father, my God, and the protector who delivers me. I will appoint him to be my firstborn son, the most exalted of the earth's kings. I will always extend my loyal love to him, and my covenant with him is secure. I will give him an eternal dynasty and make his throne as enduring as the skies above. If his sons reject my law and disobey my regulations, if they break my rules and do not keep my commandments, I will punish their rebellion by beating them with a club, their sin by inflicting them with bruises. But I will not remove my loyal love from him, nor be unfaithful to my promise. I will not break my covenant or go back on what I promised. Once and for all, I have vowed by my own holiness, I will never deceive David. His dynasty will last forever. His throne will endure before me like the sun. It will remain stable like the moon. His throne will endure like the skies. Selah. But you have spurned and rejected him. You are angry with your chosen king. You have repudiated your covenant with your servant. You have thrown his crown to the ground. You have broken down all his walls. You have made his strongholds a heap of ruins. All who pass by have robbed him. He has become an object of disdain to his neighbors. You have allowed his adversaries to be victorious and all his enemies to rejoice. You turn back his sword from the adversary and have not sustained him in battle. You have brought to an end his splendor and have knocked his throne to the ground. You have cut short his youth and have covered him with shame. Selah. How long, O Lord, will this last? Will you remain hidden forever? Will your anger continue to burn like fire? Take note of my brief lifespan. Why do you make all people so mortal? No man can live on without experiencing death or deliver his life from the power of Sheol. Selah. Where are your earlier faithful deeds, O Lord? the ones performed in accordance with your reliable oath to David. Take note, O Lord, of the way your servants are taunted, and of how I must bear so many insults from people. Your enemies, O Lord, hurl insults. They insult your chosen king as they dog his footsteps. The Lord deserves praise forevermore. We agree. We agree. Judges chapter 13 Samson's birth. The Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Philistines for 40 years. There was a man named Manoah from Zorah, from the Danite tribe. His wife was infertile and childless. The angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, You are infertile and childless, but you will conceive and have a son. Now be careful. Do not drink wine or beer, and do not eat any food that will make you ritually unclean. Look, you will conceive and have a son. You must never cut his hair, for the child will be dedicated to God from birth. He will begin to deliver Israel from the power of the Philistines. The woman went and said to her husband, A man sent from God came to me. He looked like God's angel. He was very awesome. I did not ask him where he came from, and he did not tell me his name. He said to me, Look, you will conceive and have a son. So now, do not drink wine or beer, 
and do not eat any food that will make you ritually unclean, for the child will be dedicated to God from birth till the day he dies. Manoah prayed to the Lord, Please, Lord, allow the man sent from God to visit us again so he can teach us how we should raise the child who will be born. God answered Manoah's prayer. God's angel visited the woman again while she was sitting in the field, but her husband Manoah was not with her. The woman ran at once and told her husband, Come, quickly, the man who visited me the other day has appeared to me. So Manoah got up and followed his wife. When he met the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to my wife? He said, Yes. Manoah said, Now, when your announcement comes true, how should the child be raised and what should he do? The angel of the Lord told Manoah, Your wife should pay attention to everything I told her. She should not drink anything that the grapevine produces. She must not drink wine or beer. She must not eat any food that will make her ritually unclean. She should obey everything I commanded her to do. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please stay here a while so we can prepare a young goat for you to eat. The angel of the Lord said to Manoah, If I stay, I will not eat your food. But if you want to make a burnt sacrifice to the Lord, you should offer it. He said this because Manoah did not know that he was the angel of the Lord. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Tell us your name so we can honor you when your announcement comes true. The angel of the Lord said to him, You should not ask me my name because you cannot comprehend it. Manoah took a young goat and a grain offering and offered them on a rock to the Lord. The Lord's messenger did an amazing thing as Manoah and his wife watched. As the flame went up from the altar toward the sky, the angel of the Lord went up in it while Manoah and his wife watched. They fell face down to the ground. The angel of the Lord did not appear again to Manoah and his wife. After all this happened, Manoah realized that the visitor had been the angel of the Lord. Manoah said to his wife, We will certainly die because we have seen a supernatural being. But his wife said to him, If the Lord wanted to kill us, he would not have accepted the burnt offering and the grain offering from us. He would not have shown us all these things or have spoken to us like this just now. Manoah's wife gave birth to a son and named him Samson. The child grew, and the Lord empowered him. The Lord's spirit began to control him in Mahanedan, between Zorah and Eshtaol. New Testament Reading John chapter 7, verse 40 through John chapter 8, verse 11. John chapter 7, beginning at verse 40. Differing Opinions About Jesus When they heard these words, some of the crowd began to say, This really is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But still others said, No, for the Christ doesn't come from Galilee, does he? Don't the scriptures say that the Christ is a descendant of David and comes from Bethlehem? the village where David lived? So there was a division in the crowd because of Jesus. Some of them were wanting to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Lack of belief. Then the officers returned to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, Why didn't you bring him back with you? The officers replied, No one ever spoke like this man. Then the Pharisees answered, You haven't been deceived too, have you? None of the members of the ruling council or the Pharisees have believed in him, have they? But this rabble, who do not know the law are accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus before and who was one of the rulers, said, Our law doesn't condemn a man unless it first hears from him and learns what he is doing, does it? 
They replied, you aren't from Galilee too, are you? Investigate carefully and you will see that no prophet comes from Galilee. A woman caught in adultery. And each one departed to his own house. John chapter 8. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came to the temple courts. All the people came to him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The experts in the law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught committing adultery. They made her stand in front of them and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone to death such women. What then do you say? Now they were asking this in an attempt to trap him so that they could bring charges against him. Jesus bent down and wrote on the ground with his finger. When they persisted in asking him, he stood up straight and replied, Whoever among you is guiltless may be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent over again and wrote on the ground. Now when they heard this, they began to drift away one at a time, starting with the older ones, until Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up straight and said to her, Woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She replied, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go, and from now on, do not sin any more. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, thank you. Thank you for your word, O Lord God. Thank you, O Lord God, for for just the, the proclamation, O God, of just the fact that you are a righteous God, that you are holy God, that you are majestic, O God, and exalted above all the earth. Thank you, O God, that you're the foundation, O God, the reminder from Psalm, O God, Psalm 89, that the foundations of your throne, O God, are justice and righteousness, O God, equity, O God, and love, God. And I thank you, O Lord God, that we see this even here in this New Testament passage, O Lord God, where they were seeking, teachers of the law were seeking, O God, to condemn the woman caught in adultery, O God. And when we read that passage, there's all types of different interpretations about that. And we get hung up on trying to figure out what Jesus wrote in the ground. And, but God, would you help us to keep the main thing, the main thing, O God, that none of us, O Lord God, are without sin. And none of us, O God, have the right to condemn, O God. Thank you, O God, for that, that example, O Lord God, that of the importance, O Lord God, of just your grace, your mercy that was just on display, O Lord God, that you were not going to stone that woman. Thank you, O God, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, O Lord God, that it's, it's you, O Lord God, who amplifies, O God, and escalates the law, O Lord God. And I thank you, O Lord God, that um, even with the, with the mercy and the grace, O God, that you extended to the woman caught in adultery, O God, you said to her, you do not condemn her. And then you told her, go and sin no more. Would you help us, O Lord God, to marvel at your grace, to not take your grace for granted, O God, and to go on sinning? No, 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 no. Help us, O God, to live lives, O Lord God, that buffet the flesh. Live lives, O Lord God, where we seek, O Lord God, to resist sin, O God, in all its manifold manifestations, O Lord God. Would you help us, O Lord God, to obey? Oh, Lord God, that instruction, oh God, that you gave 
the woman caught in adultery, O Lord God, and that we, O Lord God, would go, O Lord God, and sin no more. We can only do this by the power of your Holy Spirit that sanctifies us, that's making us more and more like Jesus, O God, progressively, O Lord God. And, and, and sanctification is not linear. It is progressive, but it's not linear. We do go up, we do go down, O God. And we thank you, O God, that you're with us in every moment of every day. Help us to look to you and to trust in you, O God. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Life in God is less about what you could do and more about what you must do. Contrary to the life of the optional, accidental, and haphazard, the believer is called to live with a sense of divine necessity. No maybes about it. In Necessary Christianity, Bishop Claude Alexander unpacks the gospel statements of what Jesus said he must do. He must be about his father's business. He must go through Samaria. He must go to Jerusalem. Learn what is necessary for us to follow Jesus. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S shipping when you use the promo code the word that's promo code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivpress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truths table Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Yeah.